Hello, welcome to MikeyPod Podcast, episode 316 for January 18th, 2020. Today's guest is Slovenian guitarist Mark Gergic. And listen, he's a guitarist, classical, avant-garde, um, worldwide performer. And, and there's so like uh, right now my I'm like uh, I was trying to like just make a little blurb to talk about everything he does for this beginning opening part of the podcast. I mean, you just can't do that. <laughs> so just stay tuned. We're going to be talking about so much and ah, like we're well, talking. Okay, I gotta let me get on with the intro. <laughs> To this episode. I am your host, Michael Heron. I'm a composer, pianist, electronic musician, storyteller, and activist based in New York City. On this podcast, I have conversations with fellow creators who use their creativity to change the world. I've been sending this podcast to your ears for over 15 years. If you like what you hear, subscribe using the colorful buttons in the sidebar and footer at MikeyPod.com or just search MikeyPod in your favorite podcast directory. If you'd like to know more about me, stop by my website at MichaelHeron.com. Hit me up on social Social media everywhere as at Michael Heron or email MikeyPod at gmail.com. So yeah, that was a weird intro about Mach. Uh You're going to love this conversation. It was really good. Like so good. Uh, I can't wait for you to hear it. So uh, we've come to the part of the show that I like to call the check-in from the end of the world. Uh, I think I just started calling it that last week. I've just been leaving these little timestamps about what's going on in history as we're as I'm recording. So the thing that's interesting right now is all today, I'm actually recording this on January 15th and Monday is when I'll release it on um, the 18th, right? 8, 15, 16, yeah. Uh, so the, it's a, it's a potentially wild weekend. Um, I'm saying that lightheartedly. Uh, so hopefully ugh, well, that's, it's really weird to be at a time when news is happening really quickly. It's really strange to be recording something a couple days early so monday could look totally different from what today looks like uh, friday when i'm recording this uh, but here's what i'm seeing we're still in a global pandemic coronavirus and um the uh, american elections have happened there's been violence happening in the capitol building and um the new president joe biden is being sworn into office on wednesday so that's where we're at. Let's see what happens. Yay. I would like to thank <laughs> my new my new patron. What like where do you go from any of this? That's what's so weird and I say it every week. It's weird time and it's 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 really strange being in like a, this time. Uh yeah, I I'm I'm being like lighthearted about it right now, but it's been a rough week. Um and probably for you too. So um, maybe we'll just go to that space. Let me know if you need anyone. If you need to reach out to somebody, I could be that person. Um, you know where to find me, MikeyPod at gmail.com. And um, take care of yourselves. And the thing I'm having to make myself do is turn off the news. Just check in here and there. You know, uh, uh, Mr. Hip gave us some tips on this several episodes ago. Uh, so you might go back and check out that episode. So that's my end of the world check-in. I suddenly don't feel so lighthearted, but what does make me feel lighthearted is new patrons. And I'd like to thank Gretchen for becoming a patron this week. Um, I will be sending out new zines, the new zines I've been talking about on the podcast. I make these handmade 
small magazines with original stories and a musical download, um, all original. And I'm sending out new ones today as you're listening to this. So yay. Uh, So thank you, Gretchen, for joining me. And another thing about Patreon, today's episode was chosen by my subscribers on Patreon. I ran a little poll asking which which interview should go in which order because I had a few done. Um, And I'd also like to thank those patrons for powering this podcast every week. These are people who subscribe for $5 or more a month and get special perks like tons of free downloads of my music and zines, bonus podcasts, um, behind the scenes videos and talking and all kind of different stuff. There are, uh, wow, there are now 60 bonus podcasts and there'll be another one this week with mock. So, Subscribe, patreon.com slash Michael Heron, if you can. If you can't, obviously, as I mentioned before, this is a very difficult time. A lot of people are out of work. This podcast is free, and you can listen to it (laughs) whenever you want. And it's episode 316, so you could listen to 316 free episodes, no obligation. Okay, so I have spoken way more than enough. I want to play a track from Mach. It's from his latest EP called Silent Night. Uh, it's a Christmas song, it's a, but that's okay. It's still January, and it's also Mach's great, most recent work, and we talk about it a lot, so I thought it'd be cool to make sure we play this song. Uh, it's called Christmas Dreaming, and it's from Mach Gergich Silent Night EP.
From his latest EP, Silent Night, that was Mac Gergich. Welcome to the show. It's great to be here, and uh, thank you all for tuning in and for listening. Uh, I'm super excited to talk to you, There's and there's so much that we can cover. Um, we should talk about the piece we just heard. Obviously, you're a guitarist, because we just heard some beautiful guitar music. Can you tell us a little bit about what we just heard? It, it came from lockdown quarantine world, yeah? It certainly did. The... Well, for all the listeners out there, you know, pre-pandemic, I was a happy touring artist, you know, and when that all stopped, uh, much as probably everyone else, I found myself with a lot of time on my hands and, you know, quite a few ideas as to how to use that time. And one of the things that I always wanted to do is to explore if at all I can compose, you know, because that is a creative outlet that is very personal. So it appears that I do have some kind of a voice <laughs> in, uh, you know, creating music. And Christmas Dreaming is one of the songs that um, came about during the COVID pandemic. And the way I approach these songs is I lay down, um, and I say this because this is just one of many. Uh, and more of these songs of mine will be published uh, coming in 2021, uh, late spring. But the way I do it is, is I lay down the guitar track, so I have some kind of a backbone, and then, and then I co conceptualize as to what fits above and uh, in which direction the piece uh, can move. And this particular one, the way it ended up sounding, which is just a little bit Christmassy, you know, a little bit holiday, uh, was by sheer accident. <laughs> and um, because of that, then we decided that perhaps doing a Christmas EP was a fitting uh, thing to do around the song itself. Um, and the reason why I'm so proud of all of this is because, you know, it's hard to find creative outlets these days, you know, if you're an artist and you were used to certain type of lifestyle, maybe on the road, maybe gigging, and that you know is not really there anymore. So to be able to find something that is really truly satisfying, you know, to do, that is I think a beautiful thing, you know, in a kind of a glass half full kind of a situation. Mm. I, as I was reading your bio and your about page and everything on your website, it's like touring, touring, touring. There's so much touring, and it was mm -hmm. it made me wonder how you were handling this new world where we're not gathering. Well, I shouldn't say new world sounds very permanent. This this situation where we're not we're not gathering so much to listen to music. It is a hard one, you know. Positivity about uh, over everything else is uh, certainly one of the ways to tackle, um, you know, the everyday sort of issues. But I must say that a decent amount of ups and downs have been present, you know, since uh, since the beginning of the pandemic. Um, and I've seen, you know, with my friends all around. Uh, sort of battling this uh, issue that is the pandemic with, you know, more dose of negativity, less dose, more positivity. I mean, I think it really speaks to who we are, you know, in our core and how we are able to tackle difficult situations. Um, 
And I have, you know, to be perfectly honest, severe downs every now and then. But then, you know, uh, a good song comes out of it, a good deed, a good project. And then that makes me uh, full of hope. You know, uh, I feel hope and uh, and sort of the and I see the promise of tomorrow. And that fuels me to kind of like just punch and shove through all of this uh, chaos that is uh, uh, surrounding us. I, I'm glad, I'm not happy that you have these downs, um, but I'm happy that you're sharing about them because I do too, and I'm no, you know, especially right now, I'm sure a lot of people are, and you know, it, it would be easy to listen to your music and listen to this this conversation for, and to just think, oh, how's the, you know, like, uh, I think one of my things with dealing with downs is realizing that there's more to a person than I'm than I'm seeing. You know, so it would be easy to listen to this interview and listen to your music. It's like, that guy's making music. He's doing all this stuff during the pandemic. Why can't I do it? Well, there's more to the picture, right? We're all we're all dealing with our various ways of moving forward. It's absolutely true. I mean, the depths of our personalities have been certainly challenged and looked into during this time. Um, and sometimes that's scary, you know, because in a verve of a regular day when we just hop, you know, from one activity to another and then days pass, weeks pass, months pass, you know, and a season is over and then here's the next season. We oftentimes don't actually look into ourselves and figure out who we are, you know, uh, and, you know, topping all of that positive vibe and like uh, hmm. work force that we usually, you know, kind of uh, have. It's there's there's a lot of you know yang to this ying and uh, this kind of like pessimistic, negative, doubtful uh, part of our personality. You know, everyone has that, and uh, this time has sort of shown us how how wide we are you know how how much depth we have and um and yeah that is a scary thing to to you know to see and especially since uh, we're not used to it uh we're sometimes we sometimes find ourselves not knowing how to deal with those feelings you know mm -hmm. on my end i found that finding creative outlets and if not creative at least personally satisfying outlets to latch on to, uh, you know, on a daily basis uh, is something that really helps me, you know, makes me uh, recharge, so to speak, you know, uh, I become the Duracell bunny that, you know, I was, I'm, I was, I have always, um, you know, uh, been and, and, and this is a, in my opinion, a good way, one of the good ways to uh, still remain proactive while sort of cruising this sort of very turbulent waters. Mm. Is there, uh, so for the, the, I've taken the conversation like way away from where I intended it to go, but I'm, now I'm curious about something else. That, that, do you have a, do you put a routine in place? Like one of the things I feel challenged with as an artist is right now, it it's really easy to just be like, ah, oh, today I'm not feeling good. I'm just not going to do anything and sort of like per self perpetuate the downs, and I'm finding that creating some sort of routine or habits is helping. Have you found that as well? Certainly. I mean, I put myself in a work mode when, you know, the work week sort of um, 
takes place. You know, um, on a Sunday afternoon and evening, I always prep uh, and schedule as many meetings, as many activities I can during the upcoming week. And then, you know, come Monday, I have I have my you know morning routine, and then I essentially launch into a um, what I hope to be a day full of activities. And you'd be surprised how many things a person can do, you know, when in that sort of work mode and uh, mindset. Um, but I do agree it's it's easy to just say, oh, I don't feel like doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. That is a dangerous path to be on because that can sort of perpetuate uh, more days like that. And then it becomes like this vortex that's kind of very hard to, uh, you know, to extract oneself out of. Um, so I think, yes, to a certain degree, and I shouldn't wor- use this word, uh, lightly, but discipline is a good thing, you know, uh, just have this kind of framework of finishing a week, you know, with, a with an attitude, oh, I have achieved something this week, you know, mm-hmm. and this is also very interesting to say, you know, because we as working artists, uh, gigging left and right and maybe traveling and, you know, doing all sorts of things. We're not actually used to the concept of a uh, work week, you know, the nine to five, the, mm-hmm. or nine to nine or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, or 24 seven, you know, we're not used to that. We're, we're very much spontaneous, you know, but uh, in this current situation, when this uh, spontaneity has been a little bit taken away, you know, it's things are not coming at us at the same pace as we're used to. We need to create this flow for ourselves to be able to have a tangible proof that we have done something in a day and in a week, you know, and in a month so that we can feel, you know, rewarded and and nice in the end. Um, and this these kind of small rewards are surprisingly well accepted. I'm, I mean, I look back now as, you know, end of the year. Uh, and <laughs> goodness, this thing started in March. I can't even tell how much time actually has passed, you know? Yeah. But I think this is, this is an okay thing. I have been taking every day and every week at a time so much, literally that, you know, just kind of like weeks and months have mushed together. And now, you know, I'm hopefully seeing the end of the tunnel while still feeling, well, I didn't let this year pass pass me by. You know, I still uh, managed to make something out of it. Uh, and this kind of mindful routine, I think, you know, is an important one uh, if we want to feel rewarded daily. Mm. Yeah, love it. <laughs> I love th- these conversations are so great for me right now. I mean, obvious for obvious reasons, we're all like figuring out how how to move forward, and and these are it, these are things that I feel like a lot of times we we know, and mm-hmm. I, I make the choice from day to day whether or not that's going to be a day that I <laughs> make use of, you know, and let and let the momentum happen that needs to happen. Of course, it's a super relevant topic right now, and I wish, you know, I have some friends who are. Uh, Julia Adolf, for example, you know, uh, one of the more prominent uh, young uh, composers now, you know, she's a friend from USC where I studied. Uh, she's been doing these sort of uh, podcasts where she's been talking directly about uh, 
uh, all of the uh, negative emotions, you know, she's been vocal about it. And that is great, you know, mm-hmm. it is great so, so that people can see that they are not alone in all of this, you know. We tend to sort of make our problems so big and so internal that we oftentimes forget that we are a part of like this, you know, whole, this uh, larger group of people. And if if only we like, you know, elevate uh, ourselves by supporting each other, uh, it, it, you know, becomes easier to tackle, to tackle a situation. You know, feeling alone is a, is a strange, it's a strange place to be, you know? So this kind of vocalization, I fully agree with you is, you know, is a good one. So hopefully this will provide some kind of a comfort, uh, for anyone listening. Yeah. Uh, I, I share that hope. Um, I want to talk about your, work and the way that you use it to encourage social change like and there are so many ways that you do that um it's almost intimidating to even try to like pinpoint one but there were a couple that you mentioned before we talked before we started recording um you'd like to throw it absolutely i mean my biggest dream you know is to at certain point in life be uh, comfortable enough with with cash that I can just use that for, you know, really grand social change, you know, using, of course, my instrument, which is in this case, classical guitar, or let's just call it guitar and music, you know, uh, and not just classical music, you know, any type of music, um, you know, having these grand ideas is... Uh, is both beautiful and dangerous, you know, but I'm happy that I was able, of course, with uh, a lot of help of my friends and colleagues and, you know, supporters to be able to do a few projects that I am quite proud of, you know. Um, one of the most recent one is a fully COVID-based thing for which the idea was spurred, uh, you know, way before this kind of like an Eric Whitaker a virtual choir, you know, instilled in within the guitar community, merging all the styles together, merging all the community together. Uh, you know, this has been on the horizon for me for a little while. And, um, you know, when when the pandemic started to happen and we all went on a lockdown, uh, the initial two uh, people I talked to about this, uh, Sergio Assad, the famous guitarist and composer, and my friend Uros Baric from Slovenia, who's a very skilled editor, uh, you know, we agreed that we need to do something like this for the community. So, uh, so Sergio whipped out a piece very quickly, and we called, you know, our friends, uh, quite a few famous guitarists, and then we sort of opened this platform to anyone wanting to participate, you know, um, uh, globally, and we had such a surge of interest happened that it was almost intimidating, you know? Mm. Everyone was waiting for something like this to happen. And this was the first project that came about in April, and already that was, you know, seemed to have been so significant that I got, uh, you know, contacted by the archives of the Library of Congress, you know, if asking permission to be able to archive this as a socially and culturally um, impactful event during this time, you know? Wow. And of course I was very happy about that. It was fantastic, you know? Uh, and this was the first project. We're now three projects down and, 
uh, we were uh, sort of commissioned by the Augustine Foundation in New York City to help uh, 14 different uh, guitar ensembles from uh, around the U.S., different states, you know, Georgia, Rhode Island, Virginia, Nevada, et cetera, et cetera, um, to help them sort of push and shove through this difficult year by offering them, you know, the, uh, a virtual presence with their ensembles and also sharing with them our knowledge of how to, you know, be musically active during this time. So this is, this has already started and, you know, will be about a year-long project uh, uh, that we're all very proud of. That was one, for example, that's sort of very time-sensitive and current. And that's the Virtual Guitar guitar Orchestra, right? That is the Virtual Guitar Orchestra, exactly. And we've had, I mean, we've had more than 50 countries involved, you know, probably more, I don't, you know, I sort of stopped counting, but... (laughs) but people from from all over the world. I mean, truly, you know, uh, from from uh, nooks in Malaysia to you know middle of Africa, uh, down in South America, all around the U.S., Europe, you know, uh, Russia, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, really everywhere. Um, so that's been a beautiful thing to see and how the community um, came together. There's another major project um, that you know became a network. And uh, that is called Eurostrings. And Eurostrings uh, was an idea that uh, the internal team of a festival I am an artistic director of in Zagreb, Croatia, uh, came up with, which was, you know, how about consolidating all the excellence uh, in the music and guitar that is present in Europe and unite, you know, not divide. Europe has so much to offer, you know, so much tradition, but every country is its own little market, you know, and it's so divided. And in a sort of a EU type of capacity, we thought, well, it would be great to create a network for the guitar like this and to see how, uh, you know, how much we can re-educate the public um, as they see the instrument, how much we can re-educate the young professionals that are, uh, you know, coming coming on the scene from left and right, and how much good we can do with using this truly maybe world's most popular instrument, you know, um, and instilling, uh, you know, social good by doing outreach, by offering a whole bunch of scholarships by thinking together to make uh, tomorrow a little bit better, you know. And this was a this was an idea about four years or so ago, you know, and now it unites uh, 17 or so European countries and, you know, uh, partners globally, you know, from the U.S., South America, and Asia. And it's become this big thing that also got a lot of support from uh, NEA-type funding called Creative Europe, uh, based in Brussels, and we've been seeing a lot of positive uh, notion come from that, you know. So these are p- perhaps two large-scale projects, and you know, there's many more cooking there. But <laughs> um, but these are the two large-scale ones that that actually happened. And on a minor scale, you know, I always enjoy being part of foundations um, and uh, financing, uh, you know activities where, you know, where support is given, where, uh, you know, where is needed. 
um, from, I don't know, a music camp in Valparaíso, Chile, that, you know, I help finance to uh, giving out guitars to students who can't afford them, you know, and in Bosnia and, you know, or the wider region, I should say. And then to be a part of, you know, a foundation like the Bosana Foundation based here in Los Angeles that, uh, you know, uh, uh, fundraises and puts scholarships into into hands of students that need them. And, you know, then ultimately being a part of a beautiful nonprofit organization called Elemental Music here in Santa Monica, um, uh, which is where I live, not in Santa Monica, but in the Los Angeles area. Uh, and that's, you know, another thing that makes me very proud to be able to use music for uh, social good. Recently, I've been thinking about, the, uh, and this comes back to American politics, but or the, the, whole, the discussion, there's been so much discussion about the stimulus uh, packages and all that kind of thing. And I like a couple of people I follow. I don't know if I'm happy, or proud, or embarrassed about the fact that a lot of my like updates I get from a couple of YouTubers who I like. I really like the way they approach things, but there's a lot of conversation about the arts. People forgetting that the arts are something that that is vital. Like I've heard a lot of people question, well, why are we you know trying to fund the NEA or various museums and that sort of thing? And your work is something that really underscores. I hate saying the value of music because music has its own intrinsic value, but you know, the value of music and arts to change and bring people together. You know, funny that you say this, I'm not going to specify the situation, but I had a few situations in the past few weeks where, you know, I felt really embarrassed to be an artist. You know, I, um, as I mentioned at the beginning of our conversation, I, you know, my first and foremost job is playing music, playing guitar. You know, that's what I at least used to uh, use to make my income, you know. Mm-hmm. Now things are a little bit different. But I did do a few performances uh, recently where, you know, I I saw the lack of support of, the, of just the general populace, you know, um, for, for the artist, which was me in that case, you know, just really undermining the value of my time and and uh, and impact and good and moreover you know uh, the amount of work and hours that uh, that I've put into honing my craft you know and that then was in my you know in my sort of kind of emotional being was even multiplied by the fact that you know there's so many musicians out there, so many artists out there that, you know, are, are greatly suffering as well. And, you know, maybe are suffering even more financial uh, troubles, you know, but have to look at this and endure uh, this lack of social awareness for what art actually can do, you know, and really, you know, if we look at the fact that, okay, you know, a pill is maybe, um, you know, medicinal for our body, but, you know, art is medicinal for our soul, right? Mm-hmm. So then, but if if that is not needed, you know, if that, or it seemingly is not needed, uh, you know, that, then we really question the overall soulfulness of our surrounding society, you know? And that's that's a hard, that's a hard thing to be aware of, you know? But still kind of, put on a hat of 
let's look at things in a beautiful way and let's let's help instill the change you know so uh, i'm sure this is you know going back to uh, sort of the you know intro into our conversation is uh, how we need to be aware that we're not alone in this battle you know and that um, yes we do need music to and art uh, you know to offer positive uh, impact, you know, uh, and we have to move past these uh, sort of challenging uh, moments where, you know, we doubt our our role in the uh, in the world as artists. You know, uh, this is uh, a challenging path for all of us that we have taken. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but we must not forget that we are doing arts because we love it. You know. Uh, and that is that is something we need to wake up to every single day. You know, we're not doing this because, you know, we all wanted to be millionaires. No, we do this because we literally love it. I mean, there's, you know, there's an emotional connection, and that is essentially when. And this, my dad says this very well. He says it. You know, the best thing to do in life is uh, to have a hobby become your job. Mm-hmm. You know. And I this I, I fully agree and support this. You know, uh, music for most of us was a ha- uh, was a hobby or art again, uh, and then to be able to do it on a daily basis, even though it's hard, it's something we love. Mm. I I love that. I and and as much as I hate to wrap up our conversation because we're running out of time, I think that's a perfect thought to end on. You know, and mm-hmm. and I think a lot of times as artists we need to be remind like i'll speak for myself i need to be reminded that oh yeah i make music because i love it and I, it's it's some for some days it's easy to forget that so i appreciate you reminding me of that today oh absolutely i mean it's been so fun to talk about this i hope you know this conversation uh stirs up some glass uh half full kind of a feeling <laughs> you know all around and that uh, we'll see we'll see you know people sort of jumping off their seats and doing uh, uh, positive, proactive things. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us uh, where best to find you on the internet? Well, uh, certainly. Uh, there's, you know, the usual platforms, uh, the Facebook, uh, Instagram, YouTube, uh, and even my website, uh, simply by just typing in my name, Mark Gergic, uh, which is spelled M-A-K, and then last name is G-R-G-I-C. Um, and you know, uh, please do stay in touch, uh, you know, or, or get in touch, I suppose that you say, <laughs> um, and you know, uh, let, let's see where, you know, music takes us, uh, from here on out. Mm. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Michael, thank you so much for your time.
with Fantasia number no. six, arranged for guitar. Composer is Francesco Di Milano. And that was Mark Gergich, who was performing that. Thanks so much for listening to this episode this week, everyone. Um, yay. <laughs> I thought that was such a great interview and such a good conversation for the beginning of the year, especially considering, you know, you heard it all. We all know. We all know we're in unprecedented times. But it feels like a cliche at this point, which is also disturbing. But it's also good to remember, like we talked about in this thing, we could still participate and we could still be in community and we could still help the world (laughs) in whatever way we can. So thanks so much for listening. I look forward to talking to you again next week. Let me hear from you, MikeyPod at gmail.com. Of course, please subscribe, tell a friend. And if you'd like to subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash Michael Heron, and uh, you'll get some bonus episodes, including the bonus conversation you'll hear with Mock. That'll go up on Wednesday, Inauguration Day. So uh, let's see how this all pans out. Take care, be safe, and I'll see you next week.